Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, thank you for joining me once again for another edition of Felony Friday right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Now, if you're new to the Lions of Liberty podcast, if it's your first time listening, maybe you're not familiar with our format, this show here is Felony Friday. This is the show where we focus on exposing injustice in the broken criminal justice system. And here on Lions of Liberty, we have three shows per week. We have a Monday and a Wednesday show. Our Monday show is hosted by Mark Clare. And actually, just earlier tonight, I just got finished. Uh, I was on that show, and we recorded it early with uh, with Mark and Rico and Howie as well. It's a doozy of an episode, let me tell you. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, so you can check that out on Monday. And every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams. Now, today on Felony Friday, I'll be interviewing Maj Touré. Maj is a rapper. He's an advocate for gun rights and education, and he's the founder of the group Black Guns Matter. Now, I'll introduce Maj shortly, but first, this is episode number 62 of Felony Friday. So that means you can find show notes with links to everything that we're going to talk about during today's show at lionsofliberty.com slash FF62. Also, be sure to check out lionsofliberty.com slash support. Check it out for all the ways that you can support the Lions of Liberty podcast. And next week, we'll be releasing to our Lions Pride. That's people who are supporting the podcast through our Lions Pride. They're contributing a monthly amount, either five, 10, or 25 per month, different levels you can join at. And we'll be releasing our Conspiracy Theory Roundtable. And the only way you're going to be able to listen to it is if you're a member of the Lions Pride. And you can do that by going to lionsofliberty.com slash support to find all the details and how you can join. So be sure to check that out. All right, let's jump into this show. Today, my guest on Felony Friday, as I said, is Maj Touré. He's the founder and creator of the pro-gun group Black Guns Matter. This group educates people in urban communities on their Second Amendment rights and responsibilities through firearms training and education. Maj, welcome to Felony Friday. Boy, welcome. Glad to be here. It's great to have you here on Felony Friday. Uh, this is a show where we focus on exposing injustice in the criminal justice system. And we also focus a lot of the time on gun rights, on the Second Amendment. So this is a big deal having you on. We're, uh, you're definitely one of the guests that our audience has called for repeatedly. So I'm happy that you agreed to come on. And I want to spend most of the interview talking about your group, Black Guns Matter, and how it formed and what the objective is. But before we do that, just want to give my audience the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. So if you could just let us know where you grew up and how did you become an a, uh, advocate for the Second Amendment? Well, I'm from Philly. Um, and just, you know, and being in a, a tough city like Philly growing up, you see some of the, you know, similar things. Then when you, if you're blessed enough to travel around, you see, you know, in urban environments, some of these things are exactly the same. You have friends who catch the same cases, possession charges. I mean, not even, not even violent crimes, guys that had a firearm that just, you know, wanted to protect themselves. So, you know, they get charges and you start to go, yo, there's something to this, you know, and, you know, if you, if you're, if you're tired of getting, you know, the same result, you do something different. So speed fast forward a bit, you know, we, we decided to have a license to carry drive and a lot of people turned out. And uh, from there we were like, okay, we should do this more consistently. Then we decided that we wanted to have a, you know, take this national. So that's how, you know, the, 
humble beginnings, you know, the, the, you know, the unofficial start of an organization, then it turns into something that, you know, you can reach a bunch of people with. And that's, you know, our, our um, the origin of Black Guns Matter. Prior to this, did you have any any background in activism or did you was this your start? No, nah, I'm a hip hop artist, so I see the power of hip hop music, whether positive or negative. I see the reach that it has. And, you know, and going to different cities, you start to see, OK, everybody's plagued by the same thing. So the type of music that I make has been always it's always had a point. I just I never was a person that just, you know, talk just to be talking or rhyme just to be rhyming. So it's like, OK, you know, I can do the same thing. And all of my rap friends got guns, but none of them know nothing about the laws or conflict resolution or education, you know. So and then having, you know, military family members, you see the difference in respect for the tool, you know. So that that leads to a certain level of activism. When you're on stage and you start to see that people that you've never met know every word to, or the chorus, at least, to your song, there's a certain level of activity there. You know, and using hip hop as a powerful tool and then seeing that most of the urban demographic is missing some of this information. It was a, it was a, a easy, you know, transition, you know, or not even a transition, just emerging of those worlds. That's why urban areas is where, you know, we most comfortable where, you know, there's high gun control laws and there's, you know, a lot of the hip hop culture is there. But at the same time, there's a lot of ignorance, you know, deliberately placed there, you know. And so our job is to not complain about it. Just go to them same areas where I'm already comfortable through hip hop music and traveling via hip hop music. Go to those same places and inform people and let them know, yo, this is, you know, this is what it is. And this is the trick. And this is how we can, you know, get away from that trick, how we can inform ourselves. So hip hop itself, you know, when you're when you're making a certain type of music, you're automatically thrust into certain levels of activism, whether you want to be or not, you know. And so because of that. That was kind of like my my, my uh, initial, you know, uh, interaction with activism. But um, becoming more political and in a sense of involving so many more people, that's definitely stepped up since we created Black Guns Matter. It sounds like you've had a pretty good reception so far to this. And to a lot of people, uh, maybe not people listening to this show, but to a lot of people really on the left who are pretty anti-gun, you know, this is sort of counterintuitive that more people would more people with guns would make a uh, an, an urban community or really any area more safe. So have have you encountered any resistance to this as, as you're going into these areas and you're trying to educate people and you're trying to get people to actually become gun owners? Not at all, because, you know, even even people from the left, you know, like Sherry Goodman from Operation Ceasefire PA. Um, they've agreed with certain points because our, our organization isn't necessarily about firearms. I mean, it is, and we rep, but the bigger picture is education and training. So because of that, we're telling people, hey, if you get informed, if you know the process, if you know the legalities, if you see some of those legalities as being unconstitutional, if you're willing to fight to overturn the things that are unconstitutional, if you're willing to learn about conflict, de-escalate, uh, conflict resolution and de-escalation, if you're willing to learn about safety, I, no one can disagree with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those organizations that, you know, lean a little more left, they in support of what we're doing. So that's why we haven't gotten, you know, any feedback because our primary focus, you know, or the initial focus is education. It's not just a firearm because you might inform yourself. You might go to the range. You might go safety classes. You might do all of that. And then you might say, uh, firearms not for me. And we respect that. Right. Or you might go, this is for me. And we respect that. Right. So 
because we're not a hard line, the only thing that we're anti is ignorance. And I think even people that are anti-gun are still anti-ignorance. They just they are actually missing some information. And because we're not so hard line in the sense of arguing with people, that's why we get received the way that we get. You know, law enforcement officers that you have to deal with this every day are in support of what we're doing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I have not ran into one law enforcement officer that's saying, no, educating people about their rights is bad. It's been overwhelmingly supportive, you know, and it's going to continue that way because our major stance is education. And anyone that's arguing with people being informed, it's the, clearly you would have an agenda. So, I mean, we don't get it. We get support. We get so much love. You know, um, all, we're, we're completely funded by the people. We don't have anybody in our pockets, or we're not in anybody's pocket. Um, we, we're able to travel the country on people, you know, supporting. So if the people ain't want it, they definitely wouldn't give up no money. So, you know, it's, it's been overwhelmingly supportive. I keep talking about ed- education. I think that's awesome. That ed- education is first. Education is the most important thing. People understand their rights. So, what what type of form does this education come in? Is there is it like recurring classes? Are there are there seminars? You're, you're going into these uh, into these cities. What, what type of stuff do you offer? Well, one we deal with again conflict resolution and de-escalation, which is missing in a lot of uh, gun uh, situations. We deal with we bring out instructors and lawyers from the actual neighborhood, the towns that we're coming to. We, we basically work as a, a, a situation where we link people with people. And the, the, the thing that's, that was not being addressed is what we bring to the table that's very proprietary is the pe- you can't fake where you're from. The information and the vibe that I have and the, the, that my team has, those people know, okay, this person's from the same demographic as me. The problem with outreach and a lot of other organizations is they're, 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 they're labeling these people, you know, our people criminals. They're calling them thugs or they have that energy and the people feel that and it doesn't make them comfortable. If you're not from the same place that I'm from in that sense, you already got a, we on defense. And so what's helping us is my life experiences that you cannot replicate is what's making people gravitate towards me and what we're doing because we presenting in a way where you can get the information. But it's for urban demographic because we're from that demographic. You can't fake it. So with that being the case, uh, they, they feel, you know, uh, we feel a little bit more comfortable, a lot more comfortable dealing with de-escalation tactics, dealing with the laws, linking with uh, reputable instructors in those towns, linking with attorneys that are there to help, to work for the people. You know, so these are all things that we deal with in our classes. And obviously, firearm anatomy, basic handling, basic, tra- uh, you know, transporting and things like that. Those are clear, you know, obvious components. But we have such a holistic approach to it, and, we, and that's before we even get into the cultural and philosophical component of what the Second Amendment means for people in the hood. So all of those different things is, I mean, it creates a space where we can educate, we can, we can help with some trauma, we can let people's, you know, horrible experiences with corrupt portions of law enforcement in the hood. We can address that. We can give them tools and solutions for that so they're not in that same space. We can help them fight back tyranny by showing them how you are a part of this entire process, you know, and doing it from a space. And I'm not saying this to sound arrogant, but the reason why we're making the traction that we're making is because we, it's, it's, it's us is where we're from. And my, I don't, again, we don't, I don't judge my friends. Some of my friends are monsters. 
They're monsters. You know, I love them forever. Can't take them everywhere with me, but they're monsters. But I don't judge them. I grew up with them. You know, so because of that, the best I can do is still reach them. And we go to places that a lot of these organizations or people are afraid to go or they've written us off. They've written. I mean, that's honest. That's just keeping it real. Like mm-hmm. you gave up on an entire demographic, tens of millions of people, you know, and or you were afraid, you know, and I'm not afraid. I go to Chicago. Sometimes I got a gun. Sometimes I don't. I go to the movies. I hang out. It's, it's my neighbor. It's the same as North Philly for me. It's not it's not different. So by able to, you know, synthesize that concept along with a genuine nature and give people tools as well as hearing them is all of what we do in our classes. We'll be right back with the rest of the interview with Maj Touré. But first, I want you to hear about the sponsor for today's show. Liberty lovers, have you seen our new t-shirt line over at lionsofliberty.store? If you haven't, well, go check them out. But if you have, then you've seen the great design work of my man Dan Smots of Goulash Media. Dan has been a longtime fan of the Lions of Liberty podcast and credits the show with being a big contributor to his interest in libertarianism and politics in general. Dan is a super talented guy, and he is able to contribute to just about anything creative, whether it's graphic designs like you saw with our t-shirts, whether it's videography, he does weddings, and that sort of thing, or audio production. He even did the newest jingle for Letters of Liberty. Dan is based out of the Quad Cities area in Illinois, and he's always happy to travel. So if you've got a wedding coming up, or any sort of project, video or audio related, I want to highly encourage you to check out Dan Smots and Goulash Media. That's Goulash, G-O-U-L-A-S-H, goulashmedia.net or goulashfilms.com. And we're back from commercial break. Maj, based on what you've been able to do so far, especially with, with this ed, from an education standpoint, is there a limit on how much you can change without getting some help from politicians, um, especially t- talking about things like the war on drugs, rolling that back? And uh, actually, like you're talking about Chicago in a city like that, that's some of the most strict gun laws out there. People can't get a firearm. Mm-hmm. They're not legally able to. So is, are there other dominoes that, that have to fall to really rectify these problems in urban areas? Yes, the dominoes got to fall. But that's that's even politicians are the people, whether they're aware of it or not. And if they're not, if they want to act like they're not aware of it, we're going to quickly remind them by voting them out. And you will not collect that check, especially on the local level. Um, so, yes, the short answer is yes. There are dominoes that got to fall. But the first first position in that is we got to get the numbers. My job is to make sure that the hoods across America thoroughly understand that they're a part of this American thing. We've been disenfranchised or, fe- or felt disenfranchised for a very long time because of the, the, you know, the, the, the history of racism, the history of classism, the history of sexism that's going on or has gone on in America. Because of that, you know, systematically over time, you have people feeling less confident because they feel like they're not, they don't have a place in it. My job is to electrify them and let them know not only do you have a place, but you, the hardworking people that make up America right now, you have more than a place. You got more than a seat at the table. You damn near built the table. So that confidence needs to be there, and there's a responsibility with that confidence and power. From then, you, you, you give people an understanding of civics in, in a historical context and even to a present-day context. You understand that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and these things are, are for all American citizens. So when you give them that information, they get back to, oh, okay, this thing is about we the people, not we the government. 
You know, as a matter of fact, this government works for us, not the other way around. So then that's when you start to get some domino effects because you're attacking it holistically. The attack that's on us right now as American citizens is holistic. They're conditioning you in movies to think that guns are bad, that guns do this, that, and that. They're having you believe that mass shootings are a large percentage of shootings in America, and it's just not true. It's less than 1%. They have you believing that if you a gun inherently, you're either going to turn into a law enforcement officer or the bad guy. That's not true. You know, they leave out certain things like, you know, firearms education was taught in schools up until the 30s. You know, they leave, they conveniently leave these things out, you know, and our job is to get the hood on board and inform them and put them on a the path. And that's what we're doing. So by putting millions of people on the path and then generating business and money, and jobs off of those newfound millions of people that would have been, uh, you know, not a tax base. By doing that, now we're talking numbers. Now we're talking money. It's easy to talk to politicians then, you know. So, and then some of those dominoes, if not all of them, are going to be knocked over. It's not even a question of if, it's when. I, just, I, got, I got plenty of time to do this, you know. So, saying that to say... Um, we're getting strength in the numbers to, to do that. But, yes, some of those dominoes are going to fall because we're going to push them over. Yeah, it's it, it's reality. It's a fact of life that in order to influence politics, you have to have money. You have to have numbers. So that's, that's just the way it is. I don't think that's going to change yep. anytime soon. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, sort of, are, are you targeting cer- certain cities where you're seeing more growth, where you're seeing more people being receptive to this? What cities are you having the most success in? We haven't success in all of them, but we targeted cities that have high populations like Chicago, because usually the high populations go with a bunch of gun control because it's not gun control, really. It's people control. So they make the restrictive laws in a a highly populated city because they don't want massive amounts of people to have the right to defend themselves. So that's how we pick the cities. And it just happens to fall in line with it not happens. It's strategic. It falls in line with Chicago got all of the gun laws all of the gun restrictions and they got the bloodiest nights ever because the people that are the bad guys don't care about the rules. And on top of that, there, they know that there's no deterrent. They know that there's not somebody that's armed and, 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 you know, uh, trained and more than likely that person is an easy victim. So because of that, they move how they move and there's no deterrent. There's not, we, we're going to change the culture of firearm ownership in urban areas like Texas. You know, the phrase, don't mess with Texas, because, you know, culturally, the people in Texas have an understanding of firearms. You might have a shotgun and that you're walking into if you break into somebody's living room, you know, and it needs to be the same way across. Uh, and as cliche as it is, a peaceful society, an armed society is a, a polite society, you know. So that's really, you know, how we do that. And and it's it's not it's, I mean, the numbers are already there. We just trying to get, get you know, gain more of a following because we're getting more fresh minds on this side before the opposite side convinces them to, you know, uh, vote in their own enslavement. Truth right there. And uh, I heard you say, I forget which interview it was. I don't know if it was on, on Hannity or, or a different interview, but talking about, you know, it's it's just a matter of time till you're going to win with the truth on your side. And you definitely do have the truth on your side here. Absolutely. I'm curious how how you're going about building up this huge organization. What what sort of platforms or or tools are you, are you using to raise funds? We're using GoFundMe and we sell our hoodies. That's it. We make every single trip 
uh, hotel, flight, bus ride, train ride, every single dollar, totally transparent, has come from the people. GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter and the uh, BigCartel.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs. We got some more T-shirts coming in a little bit. But every single dollar has come from the people. Not one company has donated, and they should, which is very interesting Hmm. to me, that the companies that have millions and millions and millions of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars have not donated a cent. No Second Amendment organization other than the local ones because we came out to their town. No Second Amendment organization has given us one penny at all. And and I'm actually going to start being a little bit more cavalier and calling that fact out. Because everyone loves to say, oh, you're doing great work. You're doing great work. But the people are putting their money where their mouth is. People. You know, so that's how we, we get funded. And it's, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy being able to, somebody that can say, hey, man, I just donated to you. And I can immediately say to them on Twitter, yeah, I just posted it. You know, I love that. Nice. You know, but a lot of these companies, you know, they should start putting some money up. You know, they, sh- they really should. And it's not going in my pocket. It's going in the work that we're doing. You know, so all of our funding, every single cent, every single cent is totally transparent. It's on our GoFundMe page. Anybody can see exactly how much money we've raised. Um, it's on the page. And, and if anybody wants to donate, they can shoot it there at five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, two thousand. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, that's that's how we, we make the funding. And uh, as far as like how you build something like this, we build it by not trying to build it. We build it by. There's certain truths that resonate. You know, I don't have to keep a, a, a detailed list on every single member and charge, you know, charge them out the wazoo every month. No, I can say, hey, this is in alignment with what's good for your community. That truth is going to resonate. And that person is going to feel more of an, uh, an attachment and a, and a bond with what we're talking about, as opposed to somebody just just charging them for something. And they don't feel any they don't feel no they don't feel any kinship. You know, I had an I had an experience. Right now, I'm dealing with a guy that is hating on me in social media world. Not gonna say his name because he's a clown. <laughs> However, he's reached out to other Second Amendment organizations that you know brought us out to do the work. And oh, are you gonna do? You gonna work with this guy? You gonna work with this guy? And they go, Yeah, we, we're gonna work. Well, I noticed about him and da 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 da. He's saying these things. And they'll, get, and they'll communicate with me, and I'll say, oh, yeah, that happened, and this is what this is, and, you know, we got legal issues going on, and all of those different things without getting too deep into it. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, he said, he said, literally, well, don't pay him and his organization. Do I'll come out to town and do it for free. You know, and these are the types of things that, you know, is is this like is this like we a have to is get, this a well sorry to cut you off there is this a, is this like a well known person or just some just some troll no, on the internet? He, he's not well known. I actually invited him out to one of our classes. He know he he at the time I, I vetted him based on his uh, what I was recommended as his knowledge of firearms. But he's a horrible person, and that's the difference. What we're doing is we're dealing with the people. I deal with friends that, I mean, he's just my friend. They will shoot you for saying the wrong thing to them. This is my friends. And I, I, I grew up with them and I, they, they are monsters. They are monsters. They're my friends though. They are they, like, they, they don't have the same, you know, thought process. And I think that when you're trying to 
reach people like that, like are monsters or have trauma or all these different things, you got to be a solid person. Forget what you know about guns. Forget what you know about firearms and the law and civics. How are you as a person? You know, and that's another reason why we're making certain levels of traction because everybody, every single member of my team understands that we are to not down talk or down look on any single person. We are dealing urban people in America are underpaid, are overworked. They taking care of their children. They, they're just trying to make a way. They're under stress. You need to be a blessing for them every day. And if you're, you, 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 you know, you're going around telling people how much they don't know and all of these different things, and that's not what we do. You know, so when, when you're making, building an organization, you don't build it by saying, hey, I'm going to build the biggest and the baddest thing. No, you figure out how you can serve the people. You figure out how, you know, where's the, where's the loophole? Where is the, the thing that's affecting us negatively? How can, I, how can I plug that, patch that hole up? And, you, and it's out of service public service and that's how you build an empire but you don't think you, you think about the journey not the end goal and that's what we're doing we're having a great time i mean we're, we're talking to people doing things traveling to places with beautiful people how can you serve those people and if you can't maybe this ain't the bag for you you know and so that's how we've been able to make traction because it's not just about a firearm it's about healing an entire country that's powerful stuff right there. And Maj, I, I really want to thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy guy and uh, spending some time with the Lions of Liberty. And before I let you go, I, I do just want to get from you one more time. Let us know where my audience can, where they can find out more about Black Guns Matter and uh, where they can contribute and actually maybe volunteer or, or have an impact. Yep. Um, if anybody wants to donate, you can uh, either go to our GoFundMe page GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Uh, if you want to uh, get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, get a cup, BigCartel.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Um, if you just want to talk, man, if you're going through something, hit me on Facebook, uh, Maj, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Follow our uh, official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Touray page. Those are two separate pages. Um, Twitter, Instagram, at Maj Touray, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Um, and just talk. Let's talk. You're going through something. You about to go shoot somebody. Message me. I'll call you. I'll get your number and I'll literally call you and talk you through it, man. Don't catch a case. You know, go get a drink, chill, talk. Let's, th- let's, let's therapy it out. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, I make myself available to people all the time, you know? So if anybody wants to support that way, if you want to email me, ask me some stuff, you know, email me. It's just all on, you know, on all of my social media, DM me, PM me, whatever. And I just want everybody to, you know, if you want to support, great. But even bigger than that, man, I just want people to take, you know, the, the concept of the, the your human right to defend yourself, Second Amendment rights, you know, just look at it with a fresh set of eyes and at least get the information, then reevaluate. And that's the best I can ask for everybody. There you have it, guys. You're not going to get a more open invitation than that right there. Take advantage of it. Reach out to Maj and uh, ask him questions. Ask him how you can help and what you can do to help. Thank you so much for giving us some time today. Thanks. Glad to be here. Talk to you in a little bit. Guys, I'm really excited that you got to hear today from Maj Touré on Felony Friday. I've been a fan of his work for quite a while, and many of you have reached out to me 
and asked me to bring him on the show. So I was definitely happy to deliver with that. You know, I don't really have a, a long post-show rant today. Don't have a, a lot to add to what Maj said. I think he did a great job laying out his vision of what needs to change, be it education, gun law changes, changes um, obviously ending the drug war. However, I do want to elaborate and comment on one point that he did make. Maj talked about the need for citizens to vote politicians out if they do not bring about the necessary changes. Some of these changes, like I said, being ending the war on drugs and legalizing the Second Amendment. And Maj noted that if they don't get on board with this, if they don't get on board with these changes, then they need, they need to vote them out. They need to get rid of them. And I absolutely agree with that. That has to happen. However, I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's going to be easy at all. You know, it's very hard to change a political establishment that has been entrenched for decades. You know, a lot of these cities have been voting for the same politicians, the same party, the same platform. These people have been opposed to the Second Amendment, opposed to gun rights for a very, very long time. And it's hard to just turn that on a dime. And it's not just because of these local politicians. You're not just taking on these local politicians. They're backed up by some very strong special interests. I'm not saying it cannot be done. It definitely can be and it needs to be, but it's going to be difficult. These politicians who have had a hand in the demise of these urban areas, they need to get the hell out of the way and let these communities start to enact some changes and let them begin to heal. Let them begin to defend themselves and take personal responsibility and get these politicians out of the way that have really put in policies that have allowed these cities to deteriorate. And I wish I had some time during the interview to follow up and ask that question to Maj. And there's actually quite a few other questions that I wanted to ask him. So hopefully we'll get to have him back on a little while back on Felony Friday. If you're new to the Lions of Liberty podcast, I want to encourage you to check out the Felony Friday archive. You can find every single Felony Friday episode dating back to the beginning of this show, dating back to when I was writing articles every Friday with the same title, Felony Friday. You can find that at felonyfriday.com and you can email me if you have anything if you have any comments or anything if you have ideas for show if you have ideas for some guests that you'd like to hear me interview on the show you can email me felonyfriday at lionsofliberty.com another great way to get a hold of me chat with me chat with the other lions of liberty or chat with other liberty lovers overall is by joining the lions of liberty forum it is our online forum and facebook you can find it just by going to facebook in the search bar at the top just punch in lions of liberty forum and we will get you approved as long as you have a actual real profile picture and look like a real person we'll get you in and we'll talk some liberty Guys, I want to encourage you also to please check out our t-shirt line. We have koozies as well that we're selling at lionsofliberty.store. You can find all that stuff there. Anything you buy there, any money we make off of that is going right back into the show to help us to grow the show. And the second way that you can really contribute to us monetarily to help us grow this show is by going to lionsofliberty.com support. A couple different levels that you can join at, five... 10 and 25 you get more access the more you donate but at that five at that minimum level that five dollar level you're gonna get access to our exclusive content and we just recorded a podcast a couple days ago we're gonna be releasing exclusively it is our conspiracy roundtable we talked about a lot of conspiracies it's not gonna be released on our itunes channel it's not going to be any of our regular it's gonna be exclusive content be sure to sign up so you can hear our crazy conspiracy talk as always, guys, if you like what you're hearing, share the show. Subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us more than you can ever imagine. 
That's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning. <laughs>